0: What's up everybody? We are back with another episode of the EX Performance Podcast, keeping the same format as last time. Jeremy and I are going to continue a friendly little debate uh series. This week we are talking about class versus individual programming, coaching, uh, or just in general what we do. So, you know, we're gonna run down kind of the the pros and cons of each, who who we think they fit better or might benefit more, and then the pros and cons, whether you know you what what you do is uh class based for fun, but you got a performance goal, or if you're a more of a performance person who can't work out on your own, that sort of thing. We're gonna go deep into the weeds, don't worry. Um, but you know, I think we gotta start off with a disclaimer that we think there's a place for both. And I think both of us would agree that that coaches need to be broad enough in their scope to do both. Um, But we do believe there is a time and place for both of them. So that's where we're going to start with. So I'm going to kick it to Jeremy. Jeremy, I want you to tell me how you feel about individual programming.
1: I mean, obviously, I'm a huge fan. Um, No, I think think when we talk about the power of individual or power versus class programming, I think, obviously, if I'm taking the stance of individual programming, I think it's, it's kind of what it is, right? It's individual. It's tailored specifically to the athlete. Um, a lot of times, people kind of get that confused with reps and weights or exactly it's all like nov, or it's all novelty workouts that have never been used before. It's not necessarily true. Um, but what it is is it's tailored directly to where you're at right now and what your goals are. Um, so I always tell people, you know, if you have a specific goal – I think the most powerful thing you can do is do a program that's directed specifically towards you Um, i think that's where the biggest impact comes from like the individual side of training is that if we test and assess you in your weakness specific area then a program is delivered to you that's essentially specifically for your weakness to get you better no i i I actually
0: agree with you and so i know i'm supposed to be taking the class side here but i think that is the power of individual stuff you know did a post about it earlier today about As coaches and athletes, like the first thing any program starts with is being built around the athlete. And even though we do that with our gym programming, because I build the gym program based off of our people on, you know, what exactly the data shows their strengths and weaknesses are, but you can take it even deeper with individual programming and really customize it to you. And I think you hit on a good point. I've had this conversation with some of my athletes before where I may run someone through like, say a tactical athlete may run them through a certain program. Someone else comes up is like, hey, I want to do the program that Jake did. And it's like, well, that might not be a good fit for you. Because you're different humans, different needs, different limitations. And obviously you adapt differently and life gets a vote. But flip that around. There's been times where I've run a program for someone like, you know, hey, for that person, I could have changed, you know, x, y and z variables. And the next person that comes along, I'm like, well, holy cow, that would fit exactly what they need. So you know, I don't think any individual program has to be completely custom every time. I think that's the power in, in having experienced coaching is we can tailor it to it. So that kind of leads me into the, the class-based approach. I think the power in the class thing, quite honestly, the biggest um, draw for me for class-based stuff and, and for the audience, that is all I do is our class-based things now is consistency and the social piece of uh you know accountability and output so i'm at the point in my life now where i'm not competing or i'm not training for anything specific but to me the health and longevity that comes with just training in in you know consistent numbers and times and and things every
1: week and the class holds me accountable to do that yeah no i agree i think um the class has an interesting environment, especially I think in a in a gym like ours where there's such a diverse culture when it comes to individual and class. You know, majority of the gyms that I've been to, traveling around and whatnot, is oh, you're the weirdo over there that does the individual programming <laughs> or you do your own thing. When I think when we have a gym environment that it really is kind of welcoming to both, right? Like I I remember multiple times being in the gym, it's like people walk in and ask questions like oh we don't know what's going on it's like whoa, whoa those five people over there are doing individuals these 10 people over here are doing class and these people over here are doing assessments like it's just such a diverse culture that I think it kind of gets blended in our gym but I think a lot of stuff may apply that if you're a remote athlete of ours and you're maybe training by yourself it's maybe kind of you'll, you'll feel a lot what we're going to say <laughs>
0: yeah and that's you know, another, another thing that has to be said is like our, our gym is built for that, like purpose built for that. And we fully support it. Um, some places uh, is just not there. And then, and then even the vibe. So why we'll people come in and like I just said, like the social aspect keeps me coming to class every day. I'm going to get after it with my boys. And if I'm not there, they're going to make fun of me. But uh, some gyms you go to, that's not there. So even though you're working out in a group, it's not the team, it's not the, the supportive environment. So I think that really is dependent on gym to gym. So, you know, that can go either way. But same thing with our individuals around the gym. It's kind of funny because a lot of our individuals will work out night, right next to each other, chit-chat the whole time, talk <laughs> about what their programming is, and it's like, you guys doing the same thing? It's like, no, we're doing completely different things, but we're just working out because that's, that's the kind of environment we promote.
1: Yeah. It uh, leads me into kind of one of the – when we talk about, like, the pros of individual programming, kind of what that looks like.
0: Yeah, I mean, b- before we get to that, you know, I think one of the things I'll, I'll – Full disclosure is, I, I said it in my post today, is that with group programming, the more you program for a group, the less you program for anyone in, in, you know, specific nature. And what I mean by that is like, just like vital signs, like a lot of people are like, hey, what's your, what's your temperature? Well, it should be 98.6 and my poll should be this, because that's what textbooks say, because they take something for the masses and they like say, here's averages. But if you were to test everyone you ran, run into like tomorrow, very few of them, if any, would actually meet those numbers. Same thing with the group programming. Mm-hmm. I look at our gym avatar, I look at the, the major strengths and weaknesses as a group, and that's how I direct our programming to get rid of weaknesses. But if you really boil it down, it's not targeting anyone. Um, it's just mm-hmm. generalized because that's what we do, and that's the trade off. So I'll say it's a, it's a pitfall is that it's not specific with the training, and the trade off is consistency over specificity.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the things I noticed from a pitfall, from the, uh group side of things, is just that there is no, again, outside. we use the level method, so it's a little bit different at our gym, but if you're going to a gym, you're kind of on the fence, like one of the things is you're just jumping into a, whatever cycle they're a part of, you're not getting a specific assessment. Um, but then also on the individual side of things, like if you're not understanding your goals or understanding what the assessment looks like, then you're kind of lost out in the weeds a little bit. Um, and that's kind of where we, when we, if you look at past episodes, when we talk about the importance of like a coach athlete relationship. I think one of the biggest pitfalls of being an individual athlete is if you don't have that connection with your coach, you are kind of just doing pointless workouts and you're not really kind of driving forward in the direction you want to go.
0: And, and, you know, like right now it's, it's interesting. Like we've got some folks who are very um, goal oriented. And I think that's one of the things that separates a lot of our individual from our group folks a lot of our individual folks have a very specific, tangible, quantifiable goal in mind. Um, a lot of our group folks are there for general health and fitness. They want to do some things, but it's not exactly as specific. However, I've got one, one specific athlete. She's one of my individuals who does a sort of hybrid thing. She wants to work out with the class because it holds her way more accountable. But she's also doing an Ironman in December. So we got to layer some stuff on. And if she was doing our class, like, honestly, she would never get there because we aren't training everyone for an Ironman. Um, but some of the goodness on the days that we have longer events and things that would provide like postural support and a little more of like body mechanics that would be necessary in an Ironman. Well, she comes in for those and then the rest we build around it. But yeah, if you're, you've got a specific goal other than like, hey, I want to get fit, I want to get healthy um class kind of isn't the thing for
1: you if you've got one of those specific things yeah um and then I think when it's important to note too that when we get into performance and health and longevity um health and longevity doesn't necessarily mean you just have to do group classes I think the individual side of things can also advocate I mean I have a couple examples of my athletes that I can use like individual programming can also advocate for health and longevity
0: yeah, I mean, I mean, that's our next topic. So we might as well jump into it. You know, I'm, I'm supposed to argue for uh, health and longevity in the class model. Um, but I do agree with Jeremy, there's a place for an individual for sure. But, you know, in the class model, I think that's one of the things that I kind of hit on earlier consistency over specificity, like, you know, we're not taking people to the far ends of the weightlifting or powerlifting spectrum. So we're not destroying their joints, we're not um, beating up their spine, and we're not destroying their hormones with with tons of long distance, slow distance training, you know, our our group programming, I'll say it is, is kind of tame because I would rather people get healthy and fit enough as opposed to endlessly chasing metrics that don't matter. Once again, we use level method to say, Hey, you are strong enough. You are fast enough. So let's go ahead and focus on some other areas that you're not good at. So that's, that's where I'd say the pros for health and longevity in the class setting
1: And I think even just a caveat off of that is like, um, I think what that does, it allows people the opportunity if they are hungry for more to venture into an individual realm versus uh, i see plenty of gyms, they just smoke the shit out of everybody every day. And it's like, well, that person doesn't know if they want to get better or not because they think it's some astronomical event to up their squat because the class programming just destroys them. That's not really the case with what we do. Um, I think when it comes to health and longevity, one of the cons of doing individual programming is typically health and longevity is a harder concept to understand as an athlete and how it gets better, right? When we start building aerobic systems, we start building a proper CP battery, we start building a a proper CP system to get stronger. um, It's a lot harder for people to conceptualize. So when you go into a class environment, in my opinion, it's like, to me, it kind of favors the pros of class environment for health and longevity is just because you know you're just kind of there with your friends and it's a structured program if you're following our programming for our classes um, versus if it's an individual process you know you're by yourself so sometimes by yourself the monotonous work of hey we need to do some single leg banded distractions or hey you're just doing a 20 minute easy bike ride by yourself it doesn't seem like you're doing it enough it doesn't seem like you're getting fitter but if we start looking at the long picture um, it's kind of hard to explain that to athletes and get them to understand that by themselves. So to me, it's like the biggest con behind individual programming for someone that's just like, "Hey, I just want to be a healthy, fit individual." They think that the notion of individual programming comes with some sexy workout that's just gonna smoke them every day.
0: Yeah, and and, and you know, I think one of the things which would be a pro for for individual training, but a con for my beloved class structure, is just. The program itself meets the needs of the athlete. So if you've got a 50-something-year-old retired military guy who only really needs to train three or four days a week, you can structure that to do exactly what he needs on the days that he's, uh, you know, able to do it versus the class construct that kind of hamstrings you because it's like, hey, we are doing squats on Monday, and if you are not there, you do not get to do squats. You know, and, and that's yeah. kind of one of the downfalls is you're beholden to the class schedule and the class structure. And so if that person is like, hey, I'm, I'm skiing this winter and I'm doing whatever. It's like health and longevity is living a happier life. But sometimes the class doesn't fit that because you're trying to meet the needs of multiple athletes. Whereas individual, you're like, "Yep, yeah, we can do three days a week and still get you there. Because class runs five to six days a week in our gym. And, and if you're always following the class clock, you may get left behind on stuff that you can't make or, you know, not get enough of things that you want to do. Yeah, no, I agree. I was going to say one, one last thing on, on that whole piece is, uh, it has to be said, is some gyms, like not all classes are created equal. Uh, you know, some gyms will prioritize competition and, and the bloody puking, you know, death by fitness metrics more than they will performance like over time, or should I say true health and longevity? So that can be a misnomer too. So if I'm sitting here saying, yeah, classes are great for health and longevity, because it's just consistent training over time. Well, that's understanding that we don't push our classes to puke every workout. Bleeding is not a metric of success for us. So that does have to be said. Now, kind of on that vein, though, getting into performance and competing, there is a time and place for that. And we do have some some lanes for that. But You know, honestly, Jeremy, I'll let you take this one because I think this does lend itself a little more towards individual.
1: Yeah, I think when it gets into performance and competing, I think it's important to highlight the performance aspect. And when we look at the different um, aspects of fitness, you know, um, strength, endurance, rough story, cardio, agility, all those metrics of how we measure fitness. When we look at an individual um, side of programming, we can highlight each of those areas and maybe in a lengthier training session. So typically class workouts are limited to an hour. It's people to come in and get their best hour of the day and walk out. I think Pat Sherwood said that right. Like for one hour a day, they're gonna get their best hour of the day. Um, a lot of the athletes that are looking to perform or compete, you know, we're we're structuring training not just based off of like you said, Monday's a squat day and and then also we do a metcon that has a squat pattern in it and then Tuesday's a push day and then Wednesday's aerobic like it may be way more complex and there's a lot of more complexities when it comes to individual programming, as opposed to energy system development within each movement or skill development within each movement, within each energy system. So we start looking at maybe two hour long sessions or hour and a half with specific skill work located towards you. So if you're looking to compete and let's say the workouts are three or four minutes long and you're not great at three or four minutes long, but the group classes are focusing on a, Kind of a 20-minute time domain focus if we're let's say we're trying to retest the aerobic power interval workout like that's not meeting your goals for competing or at least your weaknesses so um, for me the pros are it opens up the programming a lot it opens up the ability to kind of extend your sessions if the time allows um, but also when it comes to if i must say some cons for the performance side of things is the fact that it's harder to sometimes measure if you don't have any KPIs, key performance indicators, um, how you're doing across other, like, individual schools. So, if, you know, if, if we're training specifically for sets and reps and volume and, and measuring your success off of that, sometimes you kind of get lost in the sauce based off of past events. But it's important for a coach to kind of retest those things.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's where, you know, the, the power of individual stuff for performance and competing is – is just exactly that. Like the individual can do a session, give real time feedback to their coach and they can change the next day, the next three days, the next week to to change the program in real time to meet what they need for the demands of their given sport or event. In the class stuff, um, you know, it's a little bit harder. It's confusing for some people because they're like, well, class is great because I can compete on a daily basis. Like I can line up against the people in class and compete. So that's it, right? And if the the class isn't enough, well, I can add more weight and I can do RX plus or whatever. And they really just blow the stimulus of the workout. But once again, they may be doing things that the class is doing that isn't exactly what they need. And then doing the class programmings and adding on top just is a risk for more injury. Because when I program for our gym, it's a very specific stimulus, a very specific like dosing of, of exercise selection, volume, and intensities to get a response from most people. So when you do that, you're like, well, I'm going to go do more of X, Y, and Z thing. It may either detract from the training stimulus or promote injury. And that's where, uh, if you're doing individual, you don't have to worry about that as much because the coach is building it for you.
1: Yeah, i part of the athlete map that we always talk about. Um, when I talk with athletes that are focused on performing – um, we have to kind of give respect to the fact that there's a quote unquote season, right? Like there's different periods of when you need to be super, super fit and when you need to work on your weaknesses or say, build a a, a volume phase or intensification phase. In um, understanding that as an athlete individually, then it works a lot better versus like you said, a lot of times in the class dom- domains, like go as hard as you can, sweat with your friends and have a good time. That's great. Um, But, you know, we're working on getting your squat up, you know, can't disregard science that says, like, hey, (laughs) can't go over a certain amount of reps, can't do, like can't work on your aerobic capacity if you're trying to increase your squat all day long.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely agree, man. Where The only place, since I got to make my argument for classes, for performance and stuff, that I've seen this go uh, pretty well is, is a little bit more of the military side. Some of our tactical athletes who come in, who have a very high aerobic base, and no one can touch them on an endurance thing, but they move like a potato, they have no skill work, um, and sometimes the class acting as a limiter to make them do a couple of things, very focused, very specific, um, with a coach watching over them the whole time, has been a good thing. But, you know, once again, that's, that's a little bit different. That person walking through the door is, is extremely few and far between. where it's like hey jump in the class and make your performance better typically we like to dial in the programming specific to the individual's needs and then the last thing is like class is cyclical classes you know for us we do three up one down meaning three hard one deload and then we you know either build off that phase or we switch to a new phase entirely but when you are competing or you have a performance oriented event it's time-based so for all of our people getting ready for Crash Crucible, October you know, 9th, 10th, 11th, whatever it is, we know when that is. So we have to build for that event, peak them, deload them, whatever, taper them, and then get them ready for that event right on time. If you're competing and doing classwork, the class isn't going to slow down or speed up for you. It's built for everybody. So that's, that could be a potential yeah
1: yeah and we look at even just right there with individual programming i think even if you were to line up the crash crucible perfectly with a class load, um when it comes to the individual aspect of it certain athletes need a different type of load. like i have people like uh, elise that they just need a taper to feel a little dampened and then they go in feeling better like she needs to work out the day before a com- competition versus we look at someone like taylor taylor needs four days off of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of like yeah. go sit on a bike and pedal for for four minutes like <laughs> um so that kind of adds to it you know you get to a relationship with your coach you kind of understand what that each body needs and you kind of go from there
0: no completely agree and that's a good segue into like the pros and cons of, of group coaching and so I'll I'll take that one because I will tell you like right now just had this conversation recently with, with Danielle our GM who does a lot of the scheduling and stuff I was like hey Every Saturday I am here, I want to coach. Like, I truly love coaching group classes because to me, it's, it's the happiness, return on investment. I love getting in there with the people, the banter, the getting them going, you know, have a good hour session, something like that, because um, that fires me up. And then at the same time, to me, it's reps. Like, we expect our athletes to get reps, like high-quality reps, uh, multiple of them. Um, to me, every time I see a different person squat, it's a learning point. I may see, you know, somebody squatting and we've got some knees caving in and we'll do some r stuff with them in the class. I may see some people go on a squat and they've got the pattern completely off and we'll do some, some hinge versus squat work. Or, you know, someone just moves flawlessly and you're like, okay, that's phenomenal. What are the key points of performance that I can learn from that person to transfer to the others? So that's one reason I just absolutely love group coaching.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I know like I've kind of, taken over all of our individual stuff and I haven't done group classes uh, but I do remember kind of one of the benefits that I really liked doing with the group classes is the fact that you know when if I use like myself for example if I'm working with high-level athletes a lot of times I'll get into this rut as a coach of where I'm overlooking the small things um, and it was always fun for me to kind of go back into a group setting and you know, the people that are there for health and longevity, sometimes they make the the minor mistakes that I'm like, hey, like, even if we have a high-performing athlete, that doesn't mean they won't benefit from simple things that can make anyone better, um, so it was always fun for me to, like, coach the classes and kind of give those coaching cues and then look back on my individual programming and be like, wow, I could really add this in for this person, and it's transferable to me. I feel like um, I do know that from, I think, one of the main reasons when we talked about me only switching over to our individual stuff was that one of the cons for coaching the group classes is the time right like I think I was like at the peak of our of our program starting to take off we really made this press press for individual coaching it was just one of those things like hey man like if I'm coaching individual or co-classes for two three hours that could be time I could be programming so that's just something to kind of keep in mind if you are a coach out there you know it's kind of based off of your model that you guys use as a gym but also kind of what fits in your schedule
0: yeah and i'll pile on to that one of the things i i hate about group coaching quote unquote um is the fact that i can't spend more time with certain individuals so i'll be in a group <laughs> class and i'm like man we could do a ton with you we could fix your squat we could do this with your shoulders we could do these other things oh crap there's eight other people there's 12 other people i gotta go focus on and so when I'm doing my like, yeah, circulation and, and, and giving, trying to give people a little bit of pointers here, a little bit of this and that, it's like, wow, I really want to dial in that thing. Well, I can't. So, you know, but for us in our gym, we are specifically built. If our coaches see that, we, we absolutely encourage skill sessions. We encourage that person to add on some individual coaching um, if they want to, because we're trying to meet the athletes where they want. Some, it's good enough. We're not going to let anyone do anything unsafe but we don't believe there's anything that's perfect form and everything's trying to get better all the time. So, you know, we'll keep coaching them, but that may be good enough for them. Like they get a little coaching, they, they do their thing and then they move on about their day. But as a, as a coach, I'm like, man, I want to do 17 different things with you. I have time yeah. for half of one. Um, so come see me after class. But yeah, so that's, I- that's absolutely a downfall.
1: I even caught myself here in a a local gym where I'm traveling right now and I have no affiliation with the gym but there's this girl she was uh snatching and just like couldn't understand why she was like couldn't catch her snatch in the bottom position right and I'm like I caught myself I'm like oh man it would be super good if we did some Turkish get-ups you know worked on your shoulder stability did some snatch balances really honed in the overhead position like I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. she's here to get them one hour session in and be good with their life. Stepping <laughs> yeah, outside my bounds there. Yeah. So that's yeah.
0: What, you know, like the individual aspect is amazing because if I'm, you know, programming for someone and they're kind of a blank slate, like they are willing to, to trust me with their programming, whatever that may be. And they give me pretty like wide liberty to set their schedule and stuff. I'm like, okay, well, we're doing two sessions today. One will be your workout and then the other one will actually be a skill session with me or we're gonna, we're gonna take six weeks, we're gonna go completely back to the basics and build you from the ground up, but you gotta trust me for that. I don't have the luxury of doing that in a class where the yeah. train's gonna keep rolling. Like, I gotta keep everybody going. Um, so that's a, a benefit of doing individual things with me. And more importantly, like, you know, make an intervention and then reassess. Because yeah, if you do a whole phase of snatch balances, target get ups and everything else, and it was some other, I don't know, scapular dysfunction or diaphragmatic, like she can't brace. Well then, okay, we got yeah. that wrong, we gotta keep changing it. If you did a whole class phase and never fixed it, well, you just wasted four weeks. As an individual, we can see that in a week or two. We can see that in you know, a couple of training sessions. If it, if it isn't changing, we look deeper. And that's, that's the beauty of the individual aspect.
1: Yeah, and kind of getting into that, I think, um, To me i see the biggest pro for the individual coaching and this is kind of like universally what i get with a lot of athletes is the the scheduling freedom we kind of mentioned earlier right like hey my monday was shit i couldn't get in like that doesn't mean you don't swap the whole week right like things shift or a good example i always bring or i I kind of think of is uh danielle uh danielle not gm danielle my danielle um she has a really important job obviously as a kid um and her schedule sometimes, like sometimes i have her working out two or three times a week. Sometimes it's five. It like literally varies by the week, but that individual side of programming for her is tailored so that if it is a week where she can only get there three days a week, it is three days that are super meaningful to her. Um And then same vice versa. If it's five days, like it's, it's tailored specifically to her. Another thing that I think like you had kind of mentioned for the pros is just that we can, you're always constantly assessing um, and the fact that we use the true coach platform. So every day I could look at kind of indicators that I'm looking for, video analysis, video review, nutrition, you know, it kind of unlocks the power of a coach. I like to say accessible at 24 seven, even though, you know, I sleep too, but <laughs> it's the idea behind it. Any time of the day, you know, you could kind of dive into things that will make you a better kind of human and better athlete um, versus, Hey, it's just my five o'clock class. Let's just show up. You know, it's if, if I'm working at three o'clock and you text me in the morning, like, hey, I had like, this is my kind of daily regimen in the morning. Like, this is what my day is looking like. It kind of expands the scope of what a coach means. Um, and to me, that's another huge, huge pro. I would say from my perspective, a, a con of a individual coach is like, I'm going to make you do stuff you don't want to do. Like, like <laughs> I think uh, oftentimes in the, in the class workouts, you can kind of pick and choose when you want to show up. How hard do you want to go? Um, if you tell me your goals, whether you like it or not, outside of like, hey, if you're just like, I, I really don't want to snatch, but like, if you're like, hey, I want to get better at power clean, well, guess who's going to be doing a lot of front rack work or hinge work or maybe stuff that you weren't really ready for all the time? Um, it's kind of that, but that to me, that's why you hire a coach. They're going to make you do stuff that you're not usually like willing to do.
0: No, I agree. And that, that kind of leads perfectly into like programming considerations for both individual and group. You know, a lot of the similarities are there, right? So like the exercise selection, the the loading, the intensities, all those things, like we've got bookends of performance that we use. Like we don't use necessarily like set and rep charts because they're kind of bunk when you use them on real humans. Um, but we follow guidelines. And so, you know, with the the class considerations, we're always going to look at the class avatar of what we have or like the group avatar and build our programming off of that. But for all can, all programming considerations for like just loading, we're going to keep it within safe variable ranges, like safe rep ranges of sets and reps and weights that aren't at either extreme because we're trying to hit a, a middle of the road stimulus. Right? So, That way we're going to give our athletes the ability to to grow but not break themselves and at the same time challenge most people whether regardless of it's individual or group and then you know you flip that around like individual and group stuff that we do in our gym very little of it is what i would consider drastic fringe uh you know kind of like the, the death by workout stuff we don't want our people to to go explain what eax is and be like yeah their workouts destroy me. That should never be a goal that we're going with on anything.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, obviously I've been kind of out of the group model here for a little bit, but um, I think one of the biggest things I consider for uh, when I look at kind of where our gym is heading, um, because sometimes what I'll do for individuals is, Um, I think we do a great job with the classes with kind of creating a, not a season, a a cycle kind of, Hey, here's what we're going at. And sometimes for my health and longevity folks, or even the performance athletes that are maybe in the off season, you know, sometimes I like to throw them stuff in the class. It's like, Hey, like go hit this with the class or go, you know, have fun today. Um, I think one of the biggest things that we stick to in a class setting is the fact that we focus on all the movements and, and all the seven ways the body can move. Um, you don't try and overcomplicate it. We don't try and get too kind of wonky, like you said, like try and create a, a, a workout that's just going to murder someone versus I think the in- individual side of things. Sometimes that's necessary. Um, sometimes the like, majority of the time they are kind of in a peaking phase or um, in a season which they need that. And I think a lot of times for me as a coach when i consider what i need to program for an individual i think about where they're at in their specific season and or like readiness to train if yeah. they're ready i'll give it to them if not then guess what you're doing a lot more aerobic work <laughs>
0: right and i think one other one other consideration is that you and i both do exactly what you prescribe like i'm a class guy i do our class stuff you know you obviously do a bunch of fitnessing um for where you're at and so <laughs> stuff and, and in my past like it's nothing either of us wouldn't do ourselves, um, which I think keeps some sanity check there. But we also don't confuse ourselves with our athletes. Um, you know, your goals are not what Danielle is doing. My goals just of just of where I'm at now and what I used to be able to do in capability don't drive the group program. It's based off of what the athlete needs. And that's why it's a little concerning to me when I see a lot of the, the industry starting to outsource their programming to these places to quote unquote buy themselves back time. And I'm like, man, seems like you're just gonna create yourself more of a time sink later in the future when you can't explain your programming, your people are getting hurt or stagnating and you don't own it, you know, eventually it's gonna bite you. To me, it's kind of like going to the doctor and then telling him what's wrong with you and then he just looks up WebMD in front of you and reads it to you. It's <laughs> like, hey, I am paying you to be an expert. Programming is part of that. Whether it's group or individual. So that's one thing you'll never see us do because I think we need to own our product, we need to own our service. And and
1: if we know our people, it should be an easy thing to do. Yeah, and, and one thing I that's a good point from the kind of group dynamic and kind of group aspect. Similar, I think, on the individual side, whenever I'm writing programs, I I always ask myself, even if it's just like a couple seconds, like I've been doing it a while, so I could kind of get in the rhythm and start going, but um, I always ask myself, like, what's the purpose of this workout? Like, I don't want to just throw stuff out there and be like, oh, well, I hope they like get 10 minutes or I hope they kind of do this really fast. A lot of times, you know, I'm thinking about how long each rep is going to take, what the time cap, if there should be a time gap, if it should be for quality or for time and I'm thinking the intent behind each workout. Therefore, if the question, sometimes I have athletes asking questions every workout, some athletes will just kind of I'll go a couple months without talking to because they're just all about it. Um, you know, I still want to be able to answer the question of an athlete that goes, "Hey, I don't really understand why I did this." Okay, well, let me tell you based off your goals, and let me tell you based off of where you're at in your kind of athlete map, why we're doing this and what the benefit is. Um, and I feel like the more times we do that, they, same thing with the group classes, they get on board with why we're doing a five, three, one, one or why we're doing increasing reps every single week and every and weight every week.
0: Yeah, I think that's powerful though. Is is once again when you own the programming and whether it's group or individual and you can explain why, and you can explain the stimulus and you can explain what you're expecting to see. I think it's easier to own that. And it creates, you know, a little bit of a trust with your athlete builds rapport with them because it's not like, Hey, why'd you give me these sets and reps? I don't know. They look good together. They look tough. Like we can explain just like a doctor. Once again, it's like, Hey, we are hoping that this medicine does this thing in your body, but I'll flip that around. When you, when you know that, you know, the intended stimulus, you know, when it goes wrong and you can make changes too, because sometimes it's like people will fire off these workouts or like blog programming is a perfect example, throw workouts into the ethos and whatever like flows to the top. You're like, yep, that's awesome. But it doesn't count all the people that fell by the wayside and doesn't count, you know, when programs are going wrong and a large majority of your gym or individual athletes are getting hurt or getting burnout aren't pring aren't seeing success and more importantly like you're not getting them you don't have to always make forward progress but i would like to see you remove limiters so you're better than where you were before even if it's not ringing the pr bell every time but if you don't own the programming you don't do those things you don't understand why you don't ever see that coming and when people come ask you hey what why are we not progressing why am i hurt and you're like well i don't know i just threw some workouts out there
1: yeah, I feel like I, where I see that a lot is with the competitors that follow b- blog programming. Um, oftentimes for me, what it is, it's weights and workouts, like comp train or just use a, the one are out there, right? Comp train, mayhem, uh, misfits. Like if the weight's just too heavy and like let's say it's supposed to be a five-minute workout and now you're doing 10 minutes, like kind of miss the stimulus there, dude. Like, and, and similar to if it's a blog site programming or even just a coach in general, it doesn't even have to be a blog site. If you're just using the standard, Oh, we do thrusters at 95 pounds, or, or we do uh, heavy squat cleans at 185, because that's just how every CrossFit workout's written. You know, what if I, I use a guy like, like Joe, who is super aerobic, and but he's a tension-limited athlete, I can bump thrusters to 120 pounds. That's an odd number that no one would hear of. But based on his assessment, 120 pounds, I know he's going to cause him to brace and actually learn how to create tension in the midst of a, a mixed modal environment. I think that's one of the benefits of the individual side of things. If you're assessing correctly, it's not so cookie cutter. Sure. There's times for tests where you can pull old CrossFit workouts or benchmark workouts, but it's like, if I'm trying to work your CP battery system and you're doing clean, who says we can't do 235, 245? Yep. Versus if you're following a blog site or a, a, a gains athlete programming and they put it at 275, because that's what their CP battery can do. And you're sitting there staring at the bar. Cause that's 97% of your one rep max. Like <laughs> There's not much you can do there, man.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. And that's where I think, you know, coaches and athletes alike get hung up on these things they see um, online and they see their idols do. And they don't know why, but they're like, well, I'm going to pick that weight and do what they do and try and compare myself against them. Well, at that point, it's no longer training, it's testing. And when we're when we're training for a long-term goal or with a, a even like health and longevity piece in mind, yeah, who's to say it has to be 185? Who's to say it has to be five sets of five? Why isn't it five sets of four, three, four, three, yeah. one, two, you know, like, set the two <laughs> Yeah, like when you don't follow cookie cutter templates, because you know, I would say like Some gyms, I liken it to kind of like the McDonald's model. Like they can produce a lot of fitness and they can do it over and over and over again. But anytime someone asks for something different, they're not ready. Versus, like, you know, a chef model, it's like, okay, tell me what you want or let me dazzle you with what I know. um, And you got to trust me with that. Or, Or, like, music. Like, some people, they'll listen to music that I would consider horrible. Um, but a true master of, of music or, or whatever, like a DJ, composer or something can change some things and turn it into a masterpiece. So you got to ask yourself, like, do you want cookie cutter off the shelf stuff or do you want something that's a little more high quality, higher grade? And, and once again, I don't think there's anything wrong with some people who are like, yep, I want to do whatever blog in my garage. And that's my thing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, with what we're talking about is our whole gym is, is, is about progression, performance orientation, even if that's health and longevity and not just grinding away for no reason and no purpose. And so for coaches, we try and provide that purpose and direction and motivation to do stuff. For our athletes, sometimes they want us to do it. Sometimes they bring it to us, and then we just provide the roadmap, and they work their way there.
1: Yeah, I like it. So I got, I got a I like question, it. Jeremy. What, what are you doing in the world right now? What do what you – your flavor? My flavor right now, so uh, obviously, I mean, if you can follow me on social medias um or even if you have known me from the gym right i'm kind of heading um taken on this competitive crossfit athlete um yeah. kind of mentality and kind of athlete so um, obviously you know last year my... what's that i
0: heard you won something down in miami
1: yeah last year you know i, I kind of got in a situation last kind of year and a half where i took training super serious and kind of went down to miami in the gauntlet and won the gauntlet this year um, pretty good athletes were down there, so it was kind of fun to mix it up with them. Yeah. Um, earlier this year, qualified for Canada, um, so that will be happening this June. Actually, I think they're gonna they're gonna allow it. Kind of everyone who qualified last year to kind of transfer over. So, um, obviously, I do individual stuff um, mostly for the idea of being a competitive crossfit athlete, but also uh, my schedule is kind of hit or miss, and um, so classes don't really kind of fit for me. Um, but that's kind of the short term goal for me. I think right now is that I, uh, we have, there should be some qualifiers for Wadapalooza and some sanctionals here in January, February time frames. So that's kind of what, uh, me and my coach, I also have a coach. Every coach needs a coach, right? Amen. Um, that's what me and coach or me and my coach are kind of looking at. Um, and then kind of a longer term, you know, to get into the Canada qualifier or Canada sanctional. Um, compete out there and hopefully kind of crank a top 10 would be nice in the elite division.
0: Okay. Um,
1: so there's plenty of time there. And that's kind of one of those things when we talk about laying out a, a map, I know like right now for me, I'm, um, I'm hitting really good numbers. Um, I think, you know, follow me on social media. I've, I've made the joke. I've sat under 285 on the snots once or twice. And, uh, so that's kind of the next roadblock. I, I made the joke to someone, um, you know, I have videos on my phone, even if you scroll through my Instagram, like I was yelling in the gym when I had a 230 snatch. snatch yeah. <laughs> and you know, now I'm disappointed that I'm missing 285, 290. So, um, understand if you're listening to this, it is a process. I, I have videos to back it up that it's not just kind of a, a saying we say every day, like 1% of better every day. I think we live by it. And I think that's what kind of draws people to us even more. Um, and I I look at the video the other day, I like I failed a once a three hundred and fifty I sent it to the Gabby. I uh I felt a three hundred and fifty five pound back squat and now I'm doing like four fifteen for sets of five. Yeah, um, man. so but anyways, that's where that's I'm at good. right now, kinda of short term hitting some qualifiers, go to a couple of sanctionals next year. Um and with the end goal kind of in June of Canada. Hopefully, you know, a bunch of people qualify by then and I could crank like a top ten spot.
0: <laughs> awesome, man. No, i would be real good.
1: No, so, hey about I mean, you, man. You're you're let me back you. on
0: the horse. <laughs> I am. I am back on the horse. The the 5:30 a.m. crew is not ready. Um, I'm part of the Fit Girls Club. There, no big deal. Oh, there we go. No, I mean, so <laughs> that's when all my athletes show up. <laughs> that's right. Um, you know, so I'm I'm throwing down with Gabby and, and Maureen and Chrissy and all of them. We're we're getting after it now. But you know, so myself and a couple of buddies, like that's what we do. We meet at the gym. Um, we do the morning classes. That's, that's all we do. Uh, and even then we'll push each other a little bit on some days, days, like today, we're in a deload week. Like it's a good time. We're getting there. We're getting our sweat on. We're staying fit. Um, but it's, it's all relative, man. So like, you're talking about chasing the climb up to me, like maintenance is a win. And I'll give you a good example. Like Monday, uh, last Monday, we finished up the third week of a phase, which was, we we're called Monday miles and Monday meters. So you start off with a mile run do three back squats and 30 toes to bar three rounds of that three back squats, 30 toes to bar as heavy as possible. So for me, 90 toes to bar, uh, nine back squats, did them all at 365. So that's like a win. In my earlier days, that would have been much higher. I'll say that, but I'm okay with that. You know, cause then after that, a 2k row, nine overhead squats and 90 GHD sit-ups. So really, really hard phase finishing out. But to me, it was like more of the, Less of the numbers, more of the maintenance piece. And so, you know, sometimes I'll touch on that high intensity, but I know what that is. Like, I truly know what high intensity is. Um, And I don't go there often because I don't need to. I've got two jobs. I've got, you know, 50-something individual athletes that I'm working with. I've got, you know, my son playing football and doing all sorts of stuff. And uh, to me, the trade-off right now for personal PRs and, and wins in the gym and stuff is just not worth it. But to me, maintenance is uh, way more important and consistency is way more important. So that's where I'm at in life. Completely okay with it. And that's why I think it's a good balance because, uh, you know, you need both. There are some people who, they don't care. They just want to work out. But we want to provide them a safe and progressive way to do it and, and really control s- stupidity. Because, I mean, there's some ways to do it. And, uh, you know, you could argue like, well, I
1: can do that, but, but should you? Um, on both yeah. sides group and individual. I think, yeah, and I think something important there to hit on, and I know obviously with work and stuff, we talk about it all the time, but um, like you, I think for either one, you have to be mentally ready for what that entails. Um, like, if you're in a position where, you know, work is stressful, or I mean, there's time of life where, hey, you're just trying to move and trying to have fun with the boys and you kind of throw down, like, you have to be okay with that. I think, I remember you, like a year or so ago, you were kind of struggling with that when you're trying to hit these old PRs on weightlifting and, and whatnot, and sometimes it's not there. And but also when it comes to like, for instance, my side of things, like mentally, man, it's sometimes it's tough. We talk about kind of the uh, biopsychosocial model. Like sometimes it's tough knowing I'm gonna step into the gym and have a two and a half hour just grave digger workout. That like, if I want to go to Miami and win, or if I want to go to Canada and win, I gotta do it, right? There's no <laughs> someone out there putting in the work, and so I gotta put in the work too. Um, and so I think the mental aspect of it is well you have to be ready for both you have to be ready for kind of what you're asking of yourself
0: yeah completely agree man um, well that's kind of it folks I mean the biggest keys I think here is knowing kind of when why and and which program fits you because it all starts with you as the athlete um, and the coach should build those around you and so it doesn't need to be magical answers it doesn't need to be some you know, completely individualized custom set and rep screen scheme because the principles are still the same, but what your goals are, where you're at in life and what you can do should be the starting point and then group or individual and, and all of the programming and other accessory pieces should be put on top of that. So we appreciate you guys listening to us. As always, give us a follow on social media stuff, share this podcast with your friends. And until next time, just remember, get better every day. I'm not the one